You're listening to the Sit Rep Podcast, your home for everything related to historical wargaming. When one man picked up a weapon and battled another, we're going to talk about it. We might even play the battle ourselves, or we just might make fun of each other, but we are entertaining. And now, joining us from merry old England is Gaz, our resident painter, and Ralph, our graphic artist. And of course, on the good old American side, we have our historical guru, Big Jim Ariskany from sunny Florida. And here in the Midwest, representing the nation's people, dun, 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 is Marty and G. And now, sit back, get ready, and let's battle. Hello, everybody. This is G, and you're listening to the Sit Rep Podcast, your home for everything now historical gaming. And today, part of the command team is on FTX, or field training exercise, as Marty and I sit out in the glorious sunshine, drinking good old Black Rifle coffee, and eating good old American bacon. Mm-mm. So and is good. Joining us is the rest of the team. Here on the U.S. side in sunny Florida is our historical guru, Big Jim Riskini. Hey, Jim. That's what they call me. How you doing, everyone? And then over on the other side of the pond in that little old island called the United Kingdom or England or Great Britain, depending on who you talk to, is Ralph, our graphics designer. Hey, folks. And then, of course, the one, the only... The Bob Ross of Sit Red Podcast, the Gaz. Gaz, how you doing? I was fine until you called me that. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Come on, don't be so modest. Oh, we're yeah, having an emergency. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, so uh, we hope that everybody out there is having a very uh, enjoyable beginning of the official summer season. Um, it starts tomorrow, actually, right? Tomorrow's twenty first. Yeah. Official day of, well, as time of recording, I should say. So, um, we're going to talk about everything related to the hobby of wargaming. Um, as you guys know, we've made a few changes with this oncoming season. Um, part of that is no longer is it just exclusive modern miniatures. We decided to broaden our scope. We talked about that on a previous episode. And so, we are not only going to be doing anything historical related to wargaming, uh, we are branching out into uh, good old hex and counter games. A lot of them done uh, via electronic, uh, computer-generated. Jim has walked you through several episodes of how he does it and some of the games he plays. And we're looking at some video games as well, anything related to historical warfare. Uh, So let's just start off with a couple of quick announcements. The first one is, hopefully, by the next recording, you'll have a higher quality recording because we have upgraded our recording system. Um, I'm just waiting on it to arrive. We're going to upgrade to the Rode Procaster uh, Pro, and um, that should help alleviate all these inconsistencies we've been having with recording, since it's an all-in-one contained unit, so we don't have to go through multiple computers to achieve what we need to do. So that'll be a nice uh, upgrade. Also, as you know, I made an announcement last week it was, uh, we no longer have a Patreon page. Um, The decision came down that, you know, we got into this, for you guys to uh, enjoy talking and sharing your hobby of wargaming. And I just didn't feel it was right to have uh, people help pay for that discussion or be part of the group. Not that you had to. It was voluntary, of course. Um, but I felt like we didn't do this to get into making money. Obviously, if we uh, come up with expenses, 
we'll look to look at commercial resources or maybe some fundraising page or something like that. So um, I just felt, you know, it put a lot of strain and stress on the crew. You know, when you got people putting out the hard-earned money, especially with COVID right now, it's, you, you got to watch every penny. And we just didn't want you to feel like, you know, if you weren't getting the content you thought you were going to get. And it keeps some of the pressure off of us. So we decided to go away with the Patreon page. Uh, also, if you looked on our Facebook page, we've made some new graphics updates um, to uh, announce our new shows. Uh, Gaz, you've got your new <laughs> graphic for Tuesday night's uh, Brew and View. And yes, we'll change your picture. Um, yeah, I look like a Walking Dead extra on it. <laughs> <laughs> so, buddy, we just need you to send us a new headshot without a background, okay? Yeah, will do. All right. So we'll get that up there, and then Jim's going to send us one for his historical or Wargaming Sundays with Ariskany. Um, you know, Sundays is his traditional day of presenting some awesome content. And then we have Ralph working in the background, helping us clean up the graphics as I create and design them. He makes them look pretty. Um, and then there's Marty over here who is just streaming content. Or not streaming content, but posting a lot of content to Facebook. So Comedic relief. Yeah, he's the comedy relief, so... I know last season we made the announcement we were looking to go into our own coffee business. Yeah, we decided that was not practical. So we're just going to drink Black Rifle coffee until our stomachs fall out. So, yay and us. It's, it's really good. It's veteran-owned. Uh, it supports veteran and law enforcement, which, you know, yep. uh, given today's political climate, maybe you like it, maybe you don't, but I don't care because I do. Okay. So, let's talk wargaming. Um... A few things have happened over the last few weeks. Um, first of all, uh, there have been a few items that I wanted to talk about. Uh, Ralph, first of all, do you have any news updates for us for this week? There's nothing uh, seems to have popped out that I've noticed. I'm, I think Gringo 40 has been posting some stuff, but I think that's just extending the Vietnam range. Yeah, I mean, really, it's uh, been a quiet it's, week for it uh, has. Know, it has um, Spectre posted up saying that they are starting to get orders back out. Yes. Yeah, the, uh, uh, the, te the technicals are going to be sorted, and the... Um, I think the specialist sets, the like the Adepticon specialist, you know, the one which had the four or five yep. minis. Yep, yep. That they're starting to get them back up and stuff. So I think from what we can gather that Spectre are starting to roll back in. So the pro and they're doing a restock as well. So if anybody's missing anything or wants anything, keep your eyes on the Spectre Facebook page especially. Um or the Spectre actual store page itself, because they're doing a restock as well when that happens. So any of the minis that are currently out of stock may pop up on that. Good. It sounded, so, sounded like their caster yeah. was still working uh, at reduced capacity, but at least uh, they yeah. were cranking some stuff out. So that's awesome news. It is, especially because it is a small company. You know, I mean, I think that's what people forget about a lot of the wargaming companies that sort of I look at and stuff. You know, they are very small companies. You know, they're, they're two, three-person yeah. uh the companies that are creating this con this content for to consume so you know i think people need to be aware of that yeah you know they're not like game workshop which has a you know an army behind them of producing stuff that's probably going to be overpriced sorry that's my little rant cast <laughs> <laughs> the thousands over there helping them out yeah yeah so um i've got a few bits of news yeah done. go ahead uh, so gangs of rome have released it the rome's most wanted for new box sets 
Um, now that we're expanding into more sort of historical for those people that you know looking into that sort of era and playing within the city limits of Roman empires, um, yeah, they've released a, a bunch of. Uh, uh, three metal minis per box set. It's an interesting game system that nearly every character is unique because of how they generate the cards that come with the characters for that. Uh-huh. Um, so they've got a few nice little box sets just come out. Uh, Thing from the Basement, uh, which is does 15 and 18 mil uh, MDF and HDF terrain. Uh, they've done some stuff f- f- uh, the, such as, let's, let me test Jim right now, <laughs> the Thompson House, the Slider Farm. Ring any bells to anybody? Lysler Farm. Yeah. Leisler Farm. Mm-hmm. No. So, uh, apparently. American Revolution or American Civil War? Correct. Civil, there you Civil go. War, isn't it? Slid right in there at the end. <laughs> yeah, so they've done a number of sort yeah. of famous pieces for that. The General's Houses, some of the Rods and Sods, and they're producing them both 15 and 28 mil. Uh, so that'll give some options for people playing out there. Old Glory, um, they've just released um, some 15 and 18 mil. 100-year war miniatures for the likes of, you know, Agincourt. And so we're seeing some new dismounted knights, some mounted hobblers, uh, command, longbowmen. So, again, we're seeing some new sort of historical miniatures coming from them. Spencer Smith have gone to an unusual um, scale almost. They're doing uh, 42-millimeter American Civil War miniatures. 42? So something that's ideal for dioramas Mm. uh, and for very small actions. Uh, I want to see someone do Gettysburg in 42 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mu- it'd be great if a museum took that up as a project, wouldn't it? Can you yeah, imagine yeah. walking into that setting? Yeah, be standing like a, on a balcony and looking down on a... That be a football field. Right? Yeah. Would that be similar was, to the... Was it Gallipoli uh, one they yeah, did it was in New Zealand? The one, that Perry, the, the, the one Perry's did in New Zealand yeah. with um, P- uh, Peter Jackson. But uh, that Gallipoli. was still at 28 mil, wasn't it, though? It wasn't yes. a bigger scale. No, it wasn't a bigger scale. Could you imagine 42 mil? Good God. Yeah, I think be... you're looking at a football <laughs> field, that's too, aren't you? Right, you need a city park. Yeah. Well, America's got the real estate for it, let's be honest. <laughs> oh, jeez, 42 mil. Good um, God. Rika Miniatures, um, this is my favorite for the ones I found. Um, they're doing some World War One stuff, so we don't see quite enough of that. Uh-huh. And they're actually doing the, uh, the Imperial Camel Corps with the Australians riding camels as part of the Egyptian Expeditionary Force. What? Oh, hey, that's so cool. you'll be able to do the World War One actions that happened in sort of Egypt and Sinai and Palestine. Um, so, so that's a really interesting. Uh, they're all metals, but they're they're a lovely little set of uh, <laughs> varying camel sizes <laughs> um, with um, the uh, with the Australians riding them to the to the battles and such. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead, Ralph. Stop. The, the other one as well, sort of linking in with the news, which I did forget about, is Infamy. Infamy is coming out, or is out, on pre-order from Two Fat Lardies. It's their Roman, it's their ancient rule system, oh. and it's similar to Sharp's practice. Yeah. That, that, that mechanics, they've sort of used the Sharp practice mechanics, maybe with, with tweaks and stuff for the for the, for the the period and stuff. Uh-huh. But it's, that's, that's, I think, on pre-order now. You know what? I'm still waiting on two flat lardies to bring out their modern rule set. I don't think um, they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna either. I mean, we. I talked to them. Well, it's been four years ago now at Salute, and they're like, well, they were working on it then, and I don't know what happened. Obviously, they went the other direction. I, so. I think that yeah. uh, how they phrased. I think that hit too close to home for a lot of people, so oh, they elected to not go on with it. Does that sound right, Ralph? 
I think so. I think there was a fa- there was a there was a fan created version of uh, Chain of Command Modern. Yeah. Um, I know there's a rule set out there. I think using Chain of Command for moderns. Yeah. But I've not seen anything else. Speaking of Eureka miniatures, just generally, someone posted. Uh, it was it would have been before the last show, but I forgot all about it. Um, posted up some pictures of some Eureka minis that pasted po- painted for. Um, to do a poaching unit because it was ideas posted on the Spectre Facebook group about, you know, different ideas for gaming, yeah? Uh-huh. And what someone had done is taken the the Rhodesian Scouts, you know, the the, host, the Grey Riders, the, is it the Grey Riders? I think so. The, the guys with the, the files and stuff and, and all of that and taken those minis plus a bunch of the other sort of Rhodesian characters painted them up in you know painted up as um, African as well as white uh, and black African uh, characters and created a poaching anti-poaching unit as a scenario idea oh, that's cool I think Chris, Chris posted something like that as well on the sit rep Facebook page for yeah, the female Chris. unit the only female anti-poaching yeah, unit that's the one there yes. yeah, that's the one yeah. yeah it was a couple of weeks back I think on the um on, the, on, on our Facebook page via a link to wherever that came from. Yeah. That's awesome. So that that was, you know, just, I think it was just somebody thinking of a different way of gaming, you know, of, of doing, you know, uh, uh, scenarios set in a modern environment, just not taking on, say, your standard militia or your standard op four. This sure. is, you know, you're doing anti-poaching units, which Spectre's quite a good one to use because it does have detected and detected movement and things like that. Yeah. So, so it was really interesting. It was just a nice paint set as well. And those minis, I've looked at them a couple of times. Those Eureka minis, and they're really nice. They do a really nice set of those sort of Rhodesian African Civil War. So the stuff from the seventies. Uh-huh. They do a really nice set of the minis all across that sort of range. They even do the the helicopter. Um, oh, the crew. gazelle or whatever it was. Yeah, that they do the crew and the gunners for it. Uh huh. Awesome. To twenty-eight mil. Very cool. Hey, Jim, I got a question for you. Um, Gaz brought up the camel riders in the campaign yep. in Egypt. I didn't know World War One extended into Egypt. Um, I knew it was in Turkey was involved somewhere, <coughs> but I didn't really well, know it was expanded out, you know, into Africa. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, there was a battle. There was a campaign in the Sinai. Um, it wasn't very large. But I think most of that uh, in what we currently call the Middle East um, was part of the, or not most of it, but a good piece of it was part of the um, Ottoman Empire at the time, obviously one of the central powers. And uh, they're butted up against um, holdings of uh, the British and French empires in places like, you know, uh, um, Egypt and Africa, Trans-Palestine, uh, Trans-Jordan, um, Iraq. So on and so forth. So yeah, there's a lot going on um, out there. It's not terribly you know, large. Um, battles in the Middle East and World War One and Two were never that that big, but uh, yeah, it definitely ranged outwards um, quite a bit. You've got the Imperial German um, insurgent leader. I can't remember his name right now, uh, but he um, caused a lot of trouble. And the German Empire pretty much just gave him like a bank account and said, go down to Africa. They sent him down there with like two or three guys and they said, go down there and cause trouble. So he, he just disappeared into Africa for like three or four years and just raised like these little militia armies and started these little insurrections here and there. 
And as far as, uh, yeah, those camel troops, those camel troops, I don't think they're Australian in World War II, but they're in action in World War II as well as World War I. There's a Somali camel corps that's fighting for the British as late as the uh, Italian invasion of British Somaliland in uh, August and September of 1940. So, yeah, you get out on the fringes of these big conflicts, and that's where you find these really, you know, strange yet interesting opportunities for uh, for unusual or unique um you know miniature gaming yeah that, i mean I, like i said you know to me uh i'm not very well versed on world war one outside of you know european conflict you know the argon and all that you know because that's what you see so i mean i've watched gallipoli and I, I i think that was just crazy to be honest with you that you know they kept going back and forth and they didn't end up taking anything really and then, you know, to hear some of these other campaigns that happened in World War One that we know not much about. So, because even if yeah. you go to like the museum, you know, Gaz, the museum we took you to here, uh, Cantini, you know, the when they first, showed the trenches and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's what, Western Europe? So, yeah, well, it was where First ID was. Yeah. Because it's the big red one. Yeah. You know, First Infantry Division Museum. Yeah. So, I, it, it's, those are some of those things that, you know, here on the podcast, we're trying to branch out and explore some of those. I think it'd be cool as heck to do some kind of gaming with camel troops and right? in the desert there. That'd, be, that'd so. make for a cool game board. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm really impressed by that. All right, so we've decided who our first sponsor should be. <laughs> well, You're out there listening. We're ready to, ready to put them together, paint them up, and <laughs> right so um sorry just lost my train of thought uh jim you had a uh, live stream on thursday night um for was it what anniversary exactly was it that you were playing uh well we've been doing a lot of them lately but the one we've done most recently was waterloo on 18 june okay so um 18 june uh was uh you know has recently passed us so we recreated the battle of waterloo in um, SSI's people and in a mod, I should say, of SSI's people general. Um, that's just the latest of some stuff that we've been doing lately. We've done, oh God, in Panzer Leader, uh, we've done um, a lot of the Case Yellow stuff uh, recently. Uh, we're pretty much wrapped up with that at the moment. Um, just to quickly recap, or if you're interested in this, to check out our YouTube feed. Uh, we've done battles along the Belgian border. Case Yellow was, of course, the great German Blitzkrieg in the West. We've recently passed the May and June 80th anniversaries of that. We're talking about the summer of 1940. The Belgian border on 10th of May, we've done the Battle of Hanut, history's first true tank battle, 12 May 1940. Uh, Murdeau was uh, literally the very next day. Some people call it just the second stage of the same battle, 13 May. And then we've also done probably one of the most famous um, episodes of the 1940 campaign. I don't know whether or not it's justified to be as famous as it is, as a matter of opinion. Um, but we've done the Battle of Arras uh, on 21 May 1940. This, of course, is where Rommel supposedly invented the tactics of using AV-8s against Allied armor. Um, again, that's not entirely true, but that's why that battle is famous. Um, and uh, we've been looking at doing the Cold War. We've done, it's not really an anniversary, but we've done some Cold War action in SSI's People General. We had a Polish armored division up against a uh, Netherlands mechanized brigade in 1985. But to get around to your point, eventually, um, the most recent one we've done, again, SSI's People General came out in like 
1998 was the most recent uh, version of that. And then since then, the community has been modding the crap out of that game. There are American Revolution mods. There's a Napoleonic mod. There's World War II mods all over the place. There's at least three different editions of their Cold War mod. You can start in 1955, 1985, or 2001 and do present day stuff. Um, but the one that we did most recently, again, was the Napoleonic mod uh, for Waterloo, 19... Uh, I'm sorry, 18 June, 1815. And of course, everyone knows the Battle of Waterloo was one of the most famous, um, you know, battles in European history. So, Hey, Jim, that's the one uh, Napoleon won, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. He uh, <laughs> scored a decisive victory at Waterloo. He uh, reestablished the French Empire um, and managed to reinvade Great Britain. And that was the day that Great Britain basically fell. It was a terrible day for Europe. But um, yeah, it was it was fantastic. But, uh. Other than that, so yeah, Gaz, if you don't know about if you don't know about Waterloo, watch the movie. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, Gaz, parlez-vous yep. français? Uh, je ne comprends pas. All right, you got me. I just all the French I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I do not understand. <laughs> uh, question for you there, Jim. Who who came away victor victorious in your uh, game on Thursday? Well, you're gonna have to check out the YouTube video. I know, um, but. Can you kind of give us a hint? Uh, well, obviously, of course, the British are going to win because it's a computer game and you're playing against the AI. Oh. And the AI is never, uh, <laughs> never going to be that great. Um, obviously, when you're playing against the AI in these Panzer General games or these People's General uh, later um, generation games, you're obviously playing against the AI, so it's going to be easy. It's the degree and how much you can build up your forces over a campaign. We weren't doing a campaign game. And we wanted to have a historically accurate game. So I gave the French what they really had on the day. And I designed the scenario to, have to give the British what they had on the day. So the game was going to be a British victory no matter what. Because in order to be challenged in those kind of AI games, you have to just give the AI an absurd amount of equipment or whatever. You know, a much bigger force. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we didn't do that because then we went by what was historically there. Nice. Um, but it was still fun. Yeah. You know. I am looking for. We need um, you and I need to do a, a game on a Sunday um, here soon. Um, I'll let you pick the game, campaign, whatever, and um, let's go for it. It's been a while since you and I have played, so I'm I'm looking forward to doing a, a game on a Sunday. Um, they're 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 starting to get some traction. Our page leader tutorial was our first uh, video on YouTube to hit over a thousand views. So that's, no way. I, I think it, I think it's at eleven hundred right now. Shut up! I didn't see that. It's nice getting up there. It's, it's one of our older videos, but it, uh, I don't know if it's something to do with the tagging or the algorithm, but it's, it's finally starting to get some traction. Nice. Well, you know, it, I, I, I'm happy to report we're over 100 subscribers on our Podbean. Uh, we're at 375 followers on Facebook. Um, you know, we're, we're slowly seeing increase. I mean, it's been slow and steady, but, I mean, we've only been doing this for just shy of two years. So, you know, and again, it's... Well, at our New Year's... Our, our New Year's uh, ad- uh, episode you asked us like what we wanted to see and I was like I hope we can get to 300 subscribers on our on our YouTube channel yeah. we're at 295 now and we're, we're not even through June yet yep. so like literally half the year we basically met that goal so um, yeah we just need to keep it up we need yep. you know more, more content and uh, more content on a more uh, regular and consistent basis yep. so that's why we started our new campaign uh, Gaz has so kindly um, took on the task of Tuesday nights with Brew and View, and 
That's T for you non-teetotalers. So yeah. not beer, like we believe. Yeah, that, that would be uh, in, on this side of the pond. Right. That would be beer. Yeah. yeah. America. <laughs> so, uh, what do you have on the tap for this coming Tuesday show? Can you give us a little sneak peek, Gaz? Um, it's a certain bearded gentleman that Marty's done a really good job of. Ah, oh, uh, Sergeant yeah. Sitrat. Excellent. So I, I posted so, yeah, that on my be... personal Facebook page, and uh, you know, I, uh, other than this group, I don't have a ton of uh, uh, hobby geek interested friends. But oddly enough, that grabbed a lot of uh, attention. People kind of liked it. So hey, who knew? I think yeah, I think there's a lot of closet uh, geeks out there that are into this stuff that maybe are lurking out there, but don't. Uh, I don't consider myself a geek. I am an avid historical tabletop general. Yeah, that's it. What he means is geek out of the closet. Ah. That's, anyway, that's what I heard. Anyway, but uh, but you know, there's there uh, you know there there are a lot of people that uh, that that commented and liked and whatnot that I wouldn't have expected to you know care one way or another about it. So. Who knew? Maybe the hobby is, uh, you know, especially with this whole pandemic COVID-19 thing, maybe it's uh, in general just gaining more interest. It'd be good to see a sit rep table over there at some point at an event with a few of uh, Sergeant sit rep and then just some flyers for the podcast. Yes. So. Um, be great well, to if we ever get conventions again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorry, what are those things again? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, convention-wise, most definitely. I mean, we are definitely going to do a Historicon next year. Yeah, uh, most definitely. Um, yeah, we should probably get with, like, the Midwest Historical Gaming Society. And uh, Little Wars, they have another show in the fall. They called me about, but I don't think we're going to have it. So, But uh, we're definitely going to do Little Wars uh, next year because they, they're really wanting us to uh, cover it for them. Yeah, what's uh, their fall event? What, is that Fall In? Is that theirs? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Because they canceled their spring event, yep. their thought was that... It's not Cold War, is it? Yeah, Cold War. Oh, Cold, Cold War, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's normally uh, like a one-day event, and they were looking to uh, expand it because they weren't able to have their spring event, which is normally their big event every year, yep. which is also their main membership and fundraising event for the year. So, you know, be nice to go out there, hang out with those guys, support them a little bit, as well as, uh, you know, just see what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, we're definitely going to get some stuff up. Uh, so, I finally got everything settled out. Um, we'll be sending out those Sergeant Sit reps. I, I got the quality where I want them. Um, Gaz, how'd yours print out? Printed out pretty good? I'll find out. Oh, you haven't printed <laughs> it yet? Boy, not like... I've had other things to print. Uh, okay. <laughs> what you been printing? Titan Forge subscription paying off. It could be a feudal discussion. Oh, oh, oh speaking uh, of that, we have a poll. Yes. We have a yes, poll going do. on. Um, I just checked the results, and we're going to run this till next Sunday, the June twenty eighth. So you'll still have a few days by the time of this broadcast to uh, vote on the poll. If you go to our Facebook page, there's a poll on. Uh, what you would like to see us uh, tackle next? Uh, we chose pirates, ninjas, slash feudal Japan in the old west. And Ralph, I'm sorry to say, we have no votes for feudal Japan at this moment. What a shame. Uh, Ralph, you didn't even vote for it. For it. <laughs> so we have 
Pirates leading at 55.6% of the votes. And the Old West is close behind at 44.4%. So uh, get your votes in, guys, so we can look at... I'm thinking Pirates might be on the horizon. Yes. Arg. Um <laughs> <laughs> Which is cool. That's such an easier table to do. I, one big blue. And oh, no. You got to have some land battles, you know, and something like that. But you know cup. what, though? There's a few games out there. I want a giant boat. Uh, that, you know, obviously um, <laughs> there is, um, oh, what's it called? Blood and Plunder. Yes, yeah. thank you. Blood and Plunder. Uh, I have a board game that was a Kickstarter that Don and I covered for OTT. And we've gotten both versions now, and it's called uh, British versus Pirates. Yep. Um, it's a tactical ship to ship combat, you know, and you take into account wind and captain ratings and all that. So we'll definitely, you know, if Pirates ends, ends up being our next campaign, uh, we'll definitely get some uh, British versus Pirates in. Um, They've got Black Seas out there as well, isn't there? Which is just the ship based one. Okay. Right? Um, and that's where you play just the vessels. So you, again, you're tacking against the wind and looking for position and getting your cannons to broadside. Yeah, that's kind of like British versus Pirates. So. Yeah, so Letters I'm, of Mark is another option for that. Letters of Mark, we might yes. if that turns out to be the winner, I'll get Letters of Mark up and running on our Sunday uh, virtual games. And we'll get some community members in there and uh, see who stands tall on the quarterdeck. And uh, so is that a winds up. is that a RPG or a board game or no? Letters of Mark is a is a miniature slash. It's a hybrid game. You can oh. do it in, in miniatures, or you can do it, um, uh, you know, on, on an actual game board. Uh, but it's a tactical com uh, a tactical sailing ship combat game. Okay. Usually three or four ships on a side, and you have, uh, you know, in the age of piracy. Although again, pirates didn't really have fleets. Um, or even ship battles, uh, contrary to what we see in Hollywood. Um, so you can do, you know, uh, national navies versus each other. There's the four main powers of the day, the British, the French, the Dutch, and the uh, Spanish, um, at least in the Caribbean. Uh, but you can also have pirates in there if you want. And, you know, you build your fleet, you upgrade your fleet. It's it's, it's like Dark Star, Dark Star in Blue Water is, is, the, is the long and short of it. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. If, if Pirates winds up winning, uh, that could be, uh, you know, one small sliver of the contribution. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, I'm going to have to say that, you know, I'm kind of rooting for the Old West myself. Um, but, you know, I, I'm happy to do either or. But just as a reminder, we are going to... But for Old West, what would we do? Um, I'm not saying that we should do it. I'm not trying to... Well, there's several it. role sets out there. Um, Such okay. Are we talking about gunfighters? Or well, we you got about... gunfighter if you want to go Avalon Hill, but from a miniatures based, you have Desperado, you have Gunslinger's Ball. Um, there's a couple other ones out there. Paradise is coming out yep. from God's Eye Games. Yep. So I mean, there's it's like skirmish between like two skirmish. Bands of criminals. Okay, you got like All the right, lawmen versus you know you could do the uh, OK Corral. You know, we could have the Earp against the Clantons. So it's like four versus six people historically. Well, so. come on, there's gunfight, it's, man. You could do. Okay. You could. I have little Bighorn. <laughs> you know, there's. I was uh, gonna say that's the other option. That's you know, the uh, the, the Indian Wars, uh, 1840s to 1880s, yeah. and that's. I mean, it might be touchy for some people, but uh, that would really be the only other option. And I have the, the Alamo coming. Okay, I don't even. I, all right. 
if we're gonna pull that. I mean, yes, that's in the West, and it's old. I don't know if that's usually old West. I know. And then, War of Texian Secession is like what 1836. Yeah, it's, it's going back a ways. If you're gonna go that far back, there are technically some Civil War battles in the West. Um, True. When I say West, I don't mean like you know Tennessee or Missouri. I'm talking about like Arizona, West Texas, yeah, uh, New Mexico. It goes out there quite a bit. They're very very small. There are no Gettysburgs out there. But there are some very, very small um, Civil War battles yeah. extending way out west, uh, a lot further west than most people think. Yeah, well, we so, could do like Pancho Villa yeah, uh, excursion into uh, Columbus, New Mexico. I mean, uh, it, 1916, it, right? That would be a, a skirmish. I mean, it's not a large force. It's not a big town. There wasn't a lot of, the, you know, the garrison there wasn't very big. You know, that that could be kind of a cool uh, scenario. Well, I'll just have to wait just- yeah, go ahead. You've got you're, a fair few out there, haven't you? Yeah. You got Clint Eastwood versus get, uh, Black Dog Hagen as well, haven't you? Tannen. <laughs> for the Back I'm to sorry. the Future 3 face off. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're just, uh, uh, Marty's just trying to get Patton on the table again, isn't he? Wasn't Patton in charge of one of those big, uh, I mean, he was like a captain at the time, yeah. 1916. Uh, okay. down there. Uh, yeah, well, okay. I, that wasn't my. That was, Yes, he was. <laughs> that, that was I don't much. think he found anybody, but they, they did send him down there. We could do some theoreticals. Yeah, yeah. What if he actually, you know, found somebody to fight? I was gonna say he wasn't at the he wasn't at that particular incursion, though. Okay. But you know what? We'll have to wait and see what the polls suggest. I mean, it's either pirates or old west, so it's anybody's game at this point. So we'll wait until we announce the official results. On the evening, June 28th. Uh, I, I think, think Rolf and Gaz, Gaz are going to mount a uh, feudal social Japan. media campaign for feudal Japan. Well, we'll get there. We'll I suppose the good thing with any, all three of these is we have less knowledge of these than we do of modern. Yeah. <laughs> so all of it will be a learning that, uh, curve for all of us. So I've, just looked through, <laughs> I've just looked through some old West engagements, and uh, I don't recognize hardly any of them. Well, that's because um, you're from so, over there. Yeah, no, I, I forget. I'm from a proper country. I guess, so. oh. <laughs> I'm keeping out of that argument. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I didn't know G was Canadian until tonight. She speaks French. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I mean, a Canadian. Again, I'm a it's, it's just that section of history where I don't know. Obviously, you know the main characters like Wild Bill Hickok and, 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 the, and the likes of the Earps, but uh-huh. I'm looking down this list of uh, Battle at Blazer's Mill, which was New Mexico, um, you know, yes, okay, Corral's on there, uh, the Trinidad gunfight in Colorado. Yeah. There's, there is literally a lot of skirmish one, level ones we can do. And then there's others that are labeled as battles, Battle of Stone Coral, yeah. Battle of Coffeeville, you know. So I'd be interested just to have a good read through when we get into it. So are if that is... Are dates you know, these battles? Yeah, yeah. What, what are some of those dates, please? Uh, so, like, the, like the two you just read off. Yeah, I literally just closed it as I uh, oh, finished okay. saying it. <laughs> so while while, while Gaz is getting up, I've got sitting Cut. here as well when we're talking about rule systems. I've got the Games Workshop one that they did sitting here. Historical Legends of the Old West. Where Games oh, Workshop yeah. actually did war. It was Warhammer Historical. It was <laughs> under the Warhammer Historical band. And it was for skirmish. It was for basically uh, bands like Outlaws. So Mexicans. Do, do the Space Marines like have that. single action bolters then? <laughs> no, Space Marines, thank God. Uh, so those ones I mentioned are pretty much uh, 1892 and 93. Uh, okay. the, uh, the Battle of Stone Coral was over two days by the look of it. It was the 11th and 12th of June that year. 
Okay, so that's like uh, uh, a lot later than I thought. All right. Uh, the early ones in this list are sort of starting around. Uh, the earliest one is 1840, the Bellevue War in Iowa. 1840? Yeah. Uh, yeah, between two posses led by Sheriff W.A. Warren and Thomas Cox against another group yeah. led by W.W. W. Brown that took place in Jackson County. This is all good uh, for... A large for, mural apparently been made of it that's still there in one of the local hotels. It's definitely cool for um, skirmish gaming. Absolutely yeah. cool for skirmish gaming. We just have to be careful because... Uh, not be careful. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um... People in this time period were awfully casual with the use of the word war. I mean, yeah. the Lincoln County War yeah. is basically... Uh, Cattlemen. Regulators. Yeah. Yep. Billy the Kid versus people he didn't like. Yep. Okay, I'm sure that's great for a skirmish battle or, you know, I, I don't know if I'd call it a war. <laughs> you know? Um, and that was, what, 18... Rutherford B. Hayes was president, so we're talking about 18... Wasn't it 76? Yes. Uh, it might have been a little later than that. 76 was a little big one. Um, so let me get the phone. <laughs> Excuse and, me. Uh, Hold on, baby. What else was going on? <laughs> yeah, 1876 was a little big one. So uh, I'd have to look that up. Lincoln County War. I think it was 1879, 1880. You might be right. Uh, yeah, that sounds. About I'm right. guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing. I know it was sometime in the 70s of 1800s, but um, no, it, you know, it is. It's a challenge because, as Jim points out, you know, Americans at that time, or people in the Old West, uh, considered any small gunfight a battle or a conflict or whatever you want to call it. So, you know, if it contained more than four guys, so. Yeah, two gun battles with two people per side is a battle. You have two of those. You can now connect them into a war. Right. So if you just look for wars in the Old West, you're going to find, like, holy crap, how did anyone survive in the Old West? <laughs> um, you know, it's like the Hundred Years' War in America, but eh, not so much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, like 1878, the, uh... Uh, 1878, 1881. I just wiki checked myself before someone sniped me. <laughs> um, yep. Cool. I'm sorry. I once you get into the engagements, like you say, between the. Uh, what was the Native Americans at the time and the and the military aspect, arms of the American sort yeah. of settlers. I think that's when you'll start to see, you can start to scale up, can't you? Once you get to the, the, the cavalry. Yeah. And the, yeah, oh, yeah. Little Bighorn you, you really start to see several some, thousand, uh, several so, hundred, yeah. That's so maybe, yeah, you had 212 uh, U.S. troops versus, was it thirty-five to 4,000 um, Indians, you know, Native Americans. Uh, you had the Sioux, the Cheyenne. Uh, who else was there? Sioux, Cheyenne. Arapaho. Arapaho. Was it the Crow there too? I I have to go back and look, but I mean, it was multiple uh, nations that banded together to uh, wipe them off the face of the earth. So, um, and they did a good job of it. So, is there any hex-based uh, mods for that, Jim? Um, yes, I'm sure there would be. And uh, if there isn't, he'll make one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> If you're talking about Native Americans at a hex-based war game, yes, there's Battlefield Revolution, designed by Ariskany. Uh, ah. It's uh, <laughs> named after a battle primarily won by Native Americans. Of course, back then, the Old West was upstate New York, right? but, uh, you know, the Old West was a moving line. That was kind of the whole point. Um, it depends on how far back you want to go, but you can technically say the Old West was the Battle of Ariskany, 6 August, 1777. Yeah. Um, that was the howling Western frontier in those days. And of course it marched westward, you know, with a gathering pace uh, through the decades that followed. But traditionally old West, 
I mean, it's like when was the age of piracy? Well, Somalis have pirates nowadays. Yeah. But yeah. traditionally, pirates. Uh, I'm sorry, Old West is post Civil War. Uh, yeah, end of the Civil War to 1900. Yeah. Now, again, there are bank robberies as late as 1920. There are um, like the battles between uh, the Mexican expansion northwards, and uh, like the Texian War of Succession is 1836. You got the Alamo, so you you have at least like 100 years, depending on how you want to stretch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and within that, there's a lot of range. So again, if they if the community decides to uh, change lanes a little bit and choose um, Old West for uh, our next big focus, there's there's plenty uh, to look at. Um, most I of the battles that- are not quite big enough for hex encounter games because again, most of the battles, air quotes, in the Old West are more like okay corral gunfights or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there are major uh, you know uh, U.S. cavalry versus. Um, you know, Native Americans that we could do. It's the great, the, or, uh... it's the great Sioux War. I've got it up here, and there's okay. four battles within there. There was a battle of Rosebud, <laughs> Little Bighorn, and Slim. Is it Butts? Slim Buttes. Slim Buttes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, Little Bighorn was four. There was four tribes. Uh, predominantly the Little Bighorn, Lakota, Dakota, North Cheyenne, and Arapaho. Yeah. Arapaho. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was there was between 1,500 and 2,500 Indian warriors there against 700 cavalrymen and their scouts. Where? Which battle? Little Bighorn. No, there were well, not 700 people. Whoa, 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 whoa. 700 cavalrymen and scouts is what it is. What, what they're talking about there is the total force. Oh, and then total. He divide, we're talking about yes. He divides his force into yeah, three columns. Yeah, yeah. You're, right, yes. you're right, you're right, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I was just referring to Custer's... Uh, Column independently, so mm. so yeah, yeah. You had the, the, battle. Lakota, the, the Lakota, Sioux, the Lakota Sioux, the Cheyenne, the Arapaho, and Dakota, and the Dakota Sioux. Sioux. Okay, because you had two tribes of uh, Sioux: the Lakotas and the Dakotas, the Cheyenne and the Arapahos. So the Crows weren't in it. Um, Blackfoot weren't in it because they were further west. So this happens to be my area because i lived in kansas and all the areas where custer was from so we actually learned about all this in grammar school um it was part of our uh, education requirement in kansas so um yeah i I mean i'm i'm excited either which way we go i mean i like pirates too but again as jim would probably point out the age of piracy was very short it was not a very big time period Classic age of piracy yes. is 1675 to 1725. Yeah. Um, so 50 years straddling the beginning of the uh, of the 18th century. I mean, it's fine. Um, again, you can stretch that as much as, you know, as far as you want. Um, but that's what, when people talk about age of piracy, that's usually what they talk about. Oh, we could do modern pirates and just... Well, I was just going to say, I mean, yeah. who has pirates nowadays? You do, you know, Somali. the Horn of Africa right you now. Know, and and um, right Black Sight Studio has that freighter. Yes. And we can put some Navy SEALs with 50 cals on there. Come on, you little fuck. Ah, yeah. Uh, I, I still yeah. have my, uh, that stupid. Um, yeah, you got that boat. World boat yeah. That, uh, I finally finished. Oh, yeah. This is exciting. Okay. I'm, go- I'm good either way. <laughs> I think but it's like going to come down to what, what forces like, we can get models for as well. Yeah. With the things like Native Americans, you're not going to want to pay disservice by having a generic. Uh, model you want it to reflect the different tribes uh there are uh, is it, uh, uh, there is a company that makes them. is that 
I don't remember. Yeah, no. that's what I mean. So what where we focus our years will probably be as dependent on what yes. we can do digitally, yes. physically, and generate a game from as it would be from the time period slot that we have an option to do. I found that because I mean I'm usually an American Revolution guy, and especially in the North, an American Revolution in the North is dominated. It is a huge part of that war. Our Northern like the six Iroquois, uh, the six Iroquois nations. Um, these are not the people that you see further out west, but you see, you know, the Mohawk, uh, the Seneca, the Cayuga, the Oneida, the um, you know, these kind of tribes like that. Um, Northern North American and Canadian uh, Native American tribes. And when I went to search for miniatures to build my uh, uh, to build my American Revolution twenty millimeter for us, because I wanted to have the right, like you're saying, uh, guys, I wanted to have the right tribes. Mm -hmm. I had a hell of a time finding ones for upstate New York, Mohawk, Iroquois, Confederacy. You know these kinds of tribes. What I kept running into was the ones that we're looking at now. Ninety five percent of that market, at least as far as I could find, you know, a couple years ago when I was working on that project, was, you know, Sioux, Blackfoot, Arapaho. You know the classic old west kind of um, Native American tribe. So if we decide to go that way, I think we're going to find plenty to work with miniature-wise. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, when I was trying to do 1770s, 1780s upstate New York, I had the opposite problem. I wasn't able to find any of my eastern Native American tribes for you know I kept tripping over you know site after site after offering after offering of um, Western, uh, native American tribes. So if we go that way, I don't think we'll have too much of a problem, but yeah, it's something that we do want to, you know, keep an eye out for, but as someone who actually owns a native American army right now, already painted and on the table, um, just not for the right period. Um, yeah, there's, there's plenty out there. At least last time I looked. Yeah. We can cool. find it. So, I mean, so once we get the votes in, then we're going to have to look at where, you know, as far as, um, so let's let's take pirates since it's leading right now. So we get to vote for pirates. Then it's going to be okay, guys. What do you want to see in pirates? Is it your classical, you know, arc, you know, matey kind of pirates? Is it modern pirates? It's you know. So we'll have to explore that and look at some of those. You know, why not both? Why not both? <laughs> you know, we don't want to get too crazy because we get too crazy. Then we come up with these big projects. Um, thirteen days, thirteen hours, and. Uh, you know, then we put all the stuff on us. So, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited because I I think not only is it going to open up some avenues that some of us may not have a lot of experience in, but I think it's going to draw in some people that may not necessarily. Let's take pirates for you know example. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get people who you know not normally war game, but like pirates, whatever. You know, video games or whatever, because you know there's pirates. Sid Meier's Pirates. Do you remember that one? Um, oh God! <laughs> or even fans of just that sort of genre, like yeah. Black Sails, yeah. that came up. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it could draw in some more people, and it's it's nice to have that uh, little you know diversity in there. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to it. As well as the day we, we the day we books. got the day we got Sid Meier's Pirates. This is like 15 years ago. It's an old game. I was playing it. My girlfriend came in. She's watching. I think we were playing it on on. Game Boy or something, not Game Boy, um, uh, GameCube. This is a long, this is an old story, obviously. And um, you know, I got tired of it. I'm like, here you go. You want to try this for a while? She starts up a character. She starts playing it, you know, and she's stealing her little boats around. Hey, you know, little ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I'm sitting here going, you're, you're totally going to like 
could be completely subsumed in this game, aren't you? She's like, no, I'm just going to finish one more. By now, it's like two in the morning. She's like, I'm just going to finish this one more quest. I'm like, well, I have to go to work tomorrow. So I go to bed and uh, I'm like, don't wake me up when you come to bed because, you know, she's coming into bed like 15 minutes later. The alarm clock goes off. I wake up. Where's my girlfriend? I'm like, where the hell's my girlfriend? Maybe she's in the bathroom. I get out of bed. And what do I hear from the living room? Hey, oh, ding, ding. <laughs> I'm like, you've been literally up all night playing this in my yeah, and again, she's not really a war gamer, but I tell you what, you you put her on any kind of a boat, um, <laughs> so she'll definitely be it. And like you were saying before, with Kansas, you know, being in the middle of uh, the geographic area for pirates down here in South Florida, we're at ground zero for you know age of piracy. Yeah. So yeah, uh, we're kind of in the middle. I mean, St. Augustine is just north of us. Uh, the Bahamas, Nassau, the big pirate. Uh, Haven is like directly, I can't remember, you know, 90 miles east of us or whatever. We're, yeah. So, yeah, people here are, are you know, into it. Um, the people from Black Powder Games are like... Yeah, they're in your neighborhood. Not, not Black Powder, uh, Firelock Games. Yeah. Are like, you know, 40 miles down the road. Yeah. So I have a question for you, Jim. If we go pirates, would you consider the uh, drug runners of the 80s pirates? Because if you do, that's going to be cool because Miami Vice is coming oh, in. I was going to say, you know that's Miami Vice. <laughs> well, I think we got to be cool with the community. I mean, when we asked the community about, do we want to look at pirates? I don't think they were talking about Somalis. If, the, if I'm wrong, community, correct me. Yeah. But we don't, we don't want to do a bait and switch. Oh, I know, I know. I know. I'm just, you know, fun and yeah. But come on, anytime you can put Miami Vice into a game, that's too cool. What, what might be cool is G was saying, you know, talking about, uh, you know, this could bring some more folks uh, uh, to, to the podcast is, you know, we don't have a ton of experience with uh, these particular genres and time periods, you know, around the situation, but they might. So there might be some great community contributions that come out of this as well. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool to see. G's already got me thinking that I don't think I've ever seen the U.S. Coast Guard represented. So with the Miami Vice 1980s uh, drug running one, you could literally run the helos uh -huh. chasing them to, to land. Uh, because I don't even know if there's a model range for U.S. Coast Guard, is there? Oh, I bet you can. I mean, it's just uh, dolphins and uh, Jayhawks. <laughs> so, yeah, but you're going you're gonna to have guys on the ground as well. Yeah. You still have the bricks on the ground, guys. Well, it, it just leads me to – because there was a time – and. Jim, you probably know where this island is because it's pretty close to you. Uh, I was in Bimini, and, uh, you know, we were coming off the Chalk Sea ramp, and here comes two fast boats into the harbor, and the customs guys look at them, and they start talking. I'm standing right next to them, and they're like, up, oh, drug runners. You know, they were coming in in their big old fast boats. So, um, yeah, good memories. I'll tell you what, if you get like those big, like four outboard engine, like fast boats that you're talking about, like uh, those Miami Vice specials, you will have Glades Runner or my girlfriend Jennifer, you will have her on the site, like <laughs> stink on shit. She will be, <laughs> that is her thing. She grew up on boats like that. She will, she will be our new most fervent supporter. I'll Excellent. Tell you what. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, again, as far, and as far as miniatures for it, hey, you know what? You go to Corgi, you, you spend a couple bucks, and you just buy some models, yeah. and boom, you've got miniatures. You That's don't need nice. that many, so you can spend some money. Because um, like, let's face it, Corgi's not cheap. Yeah. Um, but they're really good. I mean, as far as you know, do we have miniatures and range for it? Yeah. All you got to do is buy the models for it. You don't need that many, so it will be more expensive. Buy the models, not the miniatures. Yeah. And uh, then you just get your normal, you know, U.S. Navy guys. Because like, so it's like a, a what a Coast Guard 
you know, BDU uniform in the 1980s looks like. It looks just like the Navy or yeah. the Marine Corps. Or yeah, whatever, right. Yeah. What you need are the different boats and helicopters. And no, I doubt Flames of War or Battlefront has a, you know, SH-60 in the <laughs> orange and white. Uh, you know, I'm sure you could paint it that way. Or again, you could always just, you know, buy the buy the, the model itself, yeah. like a Corgi pre-painted model or a Revel model. And, uh, you know, there's always a way. Check 7 TV as well. Yeah, 7 TV. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because they do, they do, you know, because the idea behind it is you're creating a TV series and they've got lots of different minis for different ranges. You know, you've got your Doctor Who minis and things like that for units and things. So that I think they do have uh, undercover police and stuff like that. So you could do, you know. DA. Yeah. You gotta get a Don Johnson miniature in his oh, linen yeah. jacket, oh, yeah. his linen slacks with no socks and his smelly ass feet. Hey, I'm not Crockett wearing any tubs. Got my the, shoes on. the boat and the you know yeah. a Lambo or something. Gotta have Crockett and tubs. And his and his uh, his 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 black Testarossa vehicle that has a negative one stay versus Stinger missiles. You know what? I and actually we're... have a Crockett and tubs miniatures. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can't remember what company made them. And nobody here is shocked. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Dude, yeah, why am I not surprised? Oh my god! I totally forgot I had them. They're not painted yet. They're in a, they're still in package. But I actually no, have them. Sleeps with them under a pillow. Miniatures, is it? I might have been. I don't remember. Did you miniatures do a load of you know? Under there for the survivors, do a load of sort of like pulp. Well, not pulp, but yeah, you know, I actually have TV a Crockett and Tubbs one because it's the same company I bought all the Bla- Battlestar Galactica miniatures from. The original Cylons and Colonial Warriors. Nice. That might be seven TV. Um, the ones, yeah, the real ones. The real ones, not the new the show. Yeah, but the I, I was surprised they were able to do it and not get sued. Um, but I have them, and I got to find now. I got to find my Crockett and Tubbs. Damn. I want to uh, see someone paint an original Cylon that shiny and that glossy. All right, that. I've got them. I'm gonna put. I'll paint one up. Yeah, if you can That's... get one all chromed out looking. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I've just pasted the link to the to the set from uh, Studio Miniatures. Studio Miniatures. Their Studio Miniatures set. Yep, that's um, them. That's who I have. Yeah, it's, it's studio. Um, the the Cylons. The easiest way I think of doing the Cylons would be to contrast paint. Yeah, um, yeah, to get the high gloss and under, I would undercoat it with a like a lead belcher and go over with the silver or something from. Oh no, I'm going uh, the chrome. contrast page. There, there is no silver in the contrast. I am going so no, chrome. I'm going no auto paint chrome. Shiny and chrome. I am Shiny going to the forever. auto store. I will get a small thing of chrome paint <laughs> and I will chrome that baby up. <laughs> <sighs> What's as far as derailing the conversation goes, everybody, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a tangent. This is uh, a trip to Cuba. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. This is awesome. I love Miami Vice, if you didn't know that. And I love Battlestar Galactica, the OG version. So. All right. Two more things that G and I completely agree on. Excellent. <laughs> Someday I but will it, own a Daytona. It only counts if... Uh, Daytona? All right. Yeah, I got friends in Daytona. Uh, Brun, who used to game with us in HK Apps, lives in Daytona. Well, the Ferrari um, Daytona. Daytona. The, the kit car. Oh, oh, oh. oh not gotcha, not gotcha. Daytona the town. Ferrari Daytona. In fact, you've got a Daytona. It's on the wall upstairs, isn't it? It's a matchbox car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Now you can buy another one. And then. I have a Testarossa, too. The official Miami Vice licensed Testarossa. So, yeah. Now I just need the real one. Anyway. Can we uh, kind of veer back to 
uh, what we were actually kind of sort of talking Historical about. Historical game, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, yeah. So, all right, so again, just as a quick reminder, the poll will end on June 28th, so make sure you get your votes in. Um, other than that, and judging by the conversation, you can vote for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's a nice new challenge. Um, Marty and I are going to set up a time to build the compound. When are we going to do this, Marty? Well, you know, as long as this, uh, you know, pandemic continues, I have plenty of free time. I mean, I'm working back in the office now, so, yeah. you know, not during the week, but, uh, you know. We're going to have to pick a. Nights and weekends are pretty free. Well, you know, Thursday night is the general show. For anybody who doesn't know what the general show is, it's play on words. It means anything goes. So uh, Thursday nights can be painting. It could be scenery building. It could be video gaming. It could be any kind of gaming or anything. It's the general show. Anybody's up for that one. So, uh, yeah, um, maybe we can do a Thursday night do some uh, wall building and stuff like that and get uh, the board set up and start building it because we need to get it done. Yep. Uh, September 12th is coming up. We've, we've got a timeline now. Yeah, we got our real timeline. So September 12th, we will be playing. Be here before you know. So we've got some finishing touches to do and um, get that. So again, a quick reminder of our show lineup. Uh, Tuesday nights is Gaz Brew and View. And Gaz, those are recorded, Yes. Uh, most of them will yeah. be, uh, especially with me shifting between days and nights every week at the yeah. moment. So um, it just it just allows me to make sure I can do the content rather than not be able to actually attend the evening. Yeah. So uh, guys, just so you know, Tuesday nights is a recorded show for the most part, unless Gaz comes on and makes a special announcement. But plan on it being. Uh, what time do you think you're going to air that show? Uh, I was going to go with 2000 UK, which means it should be a little later over in the US. So maybe just after lunch, you'll be able to catch it okay. when you get home from work. Okay. So, and it's recorded, so anybody can catch it, so you don't feel like you're missing any live action. So, um, that's yeah. Tuesdays. Um, and then Thursdays at 7 o'clock is the uh, general show. Um, and, Jim, if you want to do uh, 7 o'clock your time, you know, if you're doing a general show, I'm fine with that, you know, if you don't want to go later. So, you know, if we want to keep it, whatever, whatever time you think's best. Because I know there's going to be nights where you're going to want to do something like you did this last week. So Oh, yeah, that was just, again, it was June 18th, and I didn't know if anyone else had anything planned. Yeah. It didn't sound like anything else had anybody, anything ready. So I was like, let's not let Waterloo get by us. We keep saying that we're expanding into general history and not just modern history. So I was like, here's an opportunity. Here's a, you know. Perfect. So yeah, that, that was the target of opportunity. Um, I don't. I'm not trying to take over Thursdays. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like I said, Thursdays is called the general show for that very reason. Whenever somebody has some project that they are wanting to do because of a time or whatever, it's it's for whomever. It's not dedicated to one person. So I don't want anybody to feel like you're stepping on anybody's toes. It's you know, if Marty goes, "Hey, I'm working on this project. Can I broadcast Thursday night?" Perfect. You're in the time slot. Jim, you do the same. Gaz, Ralph, myself, whoever. You know, if somebody's got a project they want to do a, and fill that time slot. I'm fine with it. It's, it's not dedicated to one person solely. It's part of the team effort. So, uh, you know, it's cool. So uh, Thursdays is the general show. And then Sundays is gaming with Ariskany. So, um, yeah, it's one of those things. Um, also, um, just I made the announcement on the Facebook page as well, is that the podcast is now scheduled to air on the second and fourth Saturdays of each month. So um, you can clockwork that in, put it on your 
calendars, your diary, your PDA, your Outlook calendar, Google calendar, whatever you use. Uh, the second, why are you laughing, Marty? PDA. <laughs> I still have a PDA. I have several PDAs. You, you still like uh, Miami Vice, too. so. And I have a Commodore 64 <laughs> and a 128. Exactly. And I just played summer games. So, on you. Anyway, so uh, second and fourth Saturday of each month will be the airing of the podcast. Um, so, make sure you look for that. We're going to uh, put it out to go live at 8 a.m. Central Time. So, whatever that is in BST or BDT, whatever it is. So, um, GMT... TNT. E-I-E-I-O. Yeah, exactly. So, so look forward to second, fourth, son. And then uh, another quick announcement. We got the server installed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I started testing it last night uh, for Arma 3. Um, I have a mission loaded up. It's just a generic mission. Um, if you look for SITREP podcast missions, It'll come up in the server. The server's not up right now, so uh, I took it down last night as I was fine-tuning it. But I was able to log in. Uh, the only problem is I have a one security feature. BattleEye just isn't working right on the server. Uh, but if I disk, uh, turn off BattleEye, which is the anti-cheat software, uh, it was working fine. Uh, it was a quick search and rescue mission. Um, so I'll make the announcement officially when the server's up and running full. But it was working. I might uh, do a Thursday night or something, uh, a quick uh, preview of the server, so I get everybody's uh, update on that as well. Um, so that's yeah. Please, please get that up and running because people are, I'm sure, are really getting tired of my 1993 Panzer General. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at the this old like eight bit uh, dot matrix music and sound, and like, oh my god. We, if we're going to have computer games, can we please have some like more like right. computer games? Uh, and then, uh, so the second game that will be uploaded in the server once I get Arma 3 running smoothly will be DCS World. Uh, we're going to be starting nice. our own squadron. Uh, I haven't decided if we're going F-14 era or if we'll be in the F-18 or the Warthog. <coughs> so it'll be uh, one of those three models. A-10 for the win. A-10 for the win. Uh, or we might do combined arms and have, uh, you know, your A-10s doing your close air support and your F-18s doing cap. So who knows? We, we'll have to see. Um, but that is the next project um, once we get Armor 3 smoothed out. We're very, very close. That's very exciting. Finally, things are starting to fall in place. So we'll be covering those genres. And then I know Ralph does some of those Rainbow Six or Call of Duties or whatever. Those games. So, those games. Those, those games. games. Those games. Those games. <laughs> those games I haven't touched in a while. Yeah, mean, yeah those games. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, when we've got them, you know, there's there's, there's there's a lot out there. I know that um, the the one that sort of doesn't really fall under what we talk about, but did get a re-release this past month, was Command & Conquer. Yes. The original, yeah. The original RTS that, I think... Yeah, that brings People back memories. It looks really brings good. Brings back lots of memories. I it haven't downloaded it. Yet. I've watched a couple of videos. You know, yeah, they've really um, done a nice job of reworking it for modern day. So mm -hmm. it looks good. Yeah, so so that got re rehashed, and it's not that expensive on Steam actually when you look at the, the pricing for it. So yeah, that might be to think about, it, especially the multiplayer. Yeah. So yeah, uh, you know, if you guys uh, throw back to the old days of uh, Command Conquer, definitely take a look, and it's not expensive. So. I think it's like $30 or something for the whole thing. So, 
you know, if that's your that's your kit and caboodle. So another thing I wanted to bring up is I know we're in this COVID stuff and, you know, get togethers are not exactly looked upon with favor right now, but I would like to start planning. I know we've talked about, excuse me, in the past, I got the hiccups. I got to quit drinking. Um, getting a gamers weekend together. Yes. All right. Um, I would like to try and plan it for, do we do next spring, next summer? You know, it's going to be hard to say next winter. Um, I, I don't want to fall into convention season because everybody's going to be, you know, booking up for convention season. Um, and once the convention's open, that's going to be crazy. I know it's going to be insane it this year because everybody's going to be missing it this year. So everybody's going to, so it, I see next year, if they open conventions back up next year, they'll be just insane. Just insane. I mean, which is good for the conventions and the vendors, but, uh, wow. Yeah. Imagine what Gen Con is normally like, and then you add this into it. You know, I, I, I truly see them passing 100,000 original attendees. So, I mean, normally it's like 66 to 70 was the last number, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was like 70. Yeah, so um, I definitely see a growth. I don't know. We'll have to see what COVID does to those people. Depticon will have 25,000 people there. Uh, yeah, they better get a bigger spot. Um, <laughs> you know, we were having parking issues as it was. So, But uh, I would like to see a gamers weekend. Uh, we've got a couple of hotels very near us, um, easy to get to from O'Hare and Midway Airport. Uh, so if you're flying in, uh, you can fly right into either of those airports, and it's a direct route out on the East-West Tollway. Yep. And boom, we've got a new Holiday Inn Express, I think, that just opened up near us. And uh, we can set up some gaming, and I'd like to see a revamp of some Panzer Blitz or Panzer Leader or whatever Jim would like to do. Or World what? War Right? Or World War 2.5? World War 2.5? I don't think you're ready for World War 2.5. Oh! Wow. I don't, I don't know if anyone oh, on the sit rest team is ready for operational operational level war games. Wow. Right, we'll see. Oh. We'll die. <laughs> So, um, how about we? How about we just go ahead and plan it? I mean, well, um, this, this is also the COVID, the COVID, the COVID nineteen scare or whatever. That's about like groups over like ten or fifteen people, right? I mean, how how are we talking about like in your basement? Or are you talking about like trying to mount like a mini boot camp? Or well, I guess it would depend on how many people we would like to attend. Okay. Um, you know, I would say comfortably twenty at the most. I can, okay, I, yeah, can, the, the, I can accommodate twenty people in my okay. basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In my basement okay. with game tables, we can accommodate 20 yeah, people. Yeah, as long as we're not doing, you know, a bunch of 4 by 8 tables. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we could easily do a gaming uh, gaming weekend of 20 people in the basement. Uh, we would have to rearrange a few things, but, you know, we've got some plans for rearranging the basement anyway, so we could accommodate gaming tables. Um, you know, so depending on what games we decide we want to do, yeah. Do you think we should uh, just like, plan for 20 people and then, we'll, you know, we'll go from there? Um, well, once you know, I was just trying to figure out how many people you were aiming at, and then you know, how far out, because the size of the gathering is what right. is it determines how much COVID nineteen impacts it. If we're talking about five people, let's do it this weekend. If we're talking about fifty people, okay, maybe we have to wait no, until next I'd year. I'd say twenty people at the most. Yeah, I'm already thinking. Uh, yeah, I mean, at, at least as initial. I'd say fifteen to twenty people. Let's will. say let's say with the goal of. Well, we want to make it even because you have opponents then. So let's say 16 people and max of 20. Yeah? 
somewhere in that okay. that that game range. Um, I mean, you know what? If only ten people show up, fine. Ten people show up. I don't care. Yeah. And, you know, we're not doing this to make money. It's just to get people together to play some games. Yep. You know, and, and uh, I I imagine we could get a couple companies. Uh, Tim. Uh, from uh, Footsore, he's going to be close by. You know, he's in St. Louis. I bet we could get him to come up for a weekend. Um, Knuckle Duster. Knuckle Duster. So if you hour want and a half some, down the road. Yep, they're down the road. Uh, Pico Armor, uh, they do three millimeter miniatures. So, you know, if you want to do uh, massive armor battles in three mil, uh, we could do that. Did you say three? That's what my little tanks are that I showed off. Those little Abrams. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So yeah, I I think it's it's a thing. Gaz, I know it's yeah. up in the air, but when were you thinking you might be able to? I know we've been talking about when were you thinking to be able to come over? Because I'd like to try and coordinate it when you're here, if possible. If there's a hobby weekend on, shit, I'll swim that bloody thing. <laughs> <laughs> Great, it's next weekend. But you know, uh, that first dive and the coming to the surface, that'll be 100% wanting to reach the other side. Uh, if you can get the American Coast Guard to pick me up just off the north coast of Northern Ireland, that'll, that'll be much appreciated. <laughs> um, to be honest, it'll come down to the because we still have a 14 day turnaround quarantine. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I can't land back in the UK without being quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. I don't know if America's got the same thing at the minute. No. So once Depends that would on be relaxed, yeah. so there's no quarantine, Yeah. I don't see it being an issue whenever it is. Okay. Well, I know you were planning on a trip over, so I just... Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it was supposed to be sort of this year, wasn't it? Yeah. And then it's had to slip to next year, but end of next year is when I'm looking at coming over for a bit longer as well. So, uh -huh. um, but yeah, easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just work around when we've set the dates, uh, but I wouldn't want any dates set until we know when the, the quarantine timings are lifted, if that uh, makes sense. No, I got you. I, and of uh, course, that's, you know, um, I don't know, Jim, when do you think? I mean, do we shoot for February, March, early March? Because you got Adepticon starting. You're away in February. I'm away in February? Yes, you are. Where am I going? Uh, if I remember correctly, um, you're going to the Star Wars thing. Oh, in Disney World. The park. Eh, we'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's <What>? still open. <laughs> oh, it'll be open. It is still open. Disney have started opening. It, yeah, they start opening what, next month early, next week? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. I've, even though they've canceled um, Star Wars celebrations, being officially canceled. Yeah, they've officially officially cancelled Star Wars Celebration, Damn so there it. won't be a celebration until 2022. 2022? Oh, that's horse puckies. Yeah. No, no, the way that they do it is one year you get Celebration, one year you get D23. So next year you're going to get a Disney D23, which is Disney's version of Comic-Con. Oh. And then the following year you're going to get Star Wars Celebration. Somebody get that mouse on the phone. We're changing this. <laughs> so, so dang it, I missed it when it was here in Chicago. It was just here that in was Chicago. Last, yeah, it was last year. Yeah, yeah. Totally missed it. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we need to pick a date. Um, and let's start planning it. Um, it gives people time to plan vacation and save up. And, you know, we'll, I, as soon as I know how many people we got, we can – well, you know, I, I'll call the hotel and see if I can get us a package rate for people to stay. I mean, unless y'all want to camp in my backyard or, you know, whatever. It's it's big enough. 
Well, if it's March, it might be a little cold. But uh, well, yeah, we'll figure out. And you know, and like I said, we'll do the thing where we have food catered in. Um, Park the RV in the. Oh, it's twenty-four hour gaming. It'll be twenty-four well, hour gaming. To sleep. <laughs> well, so people got to sleep sometime. No, no, no. That's what all them drugs you can get are for. You just recover <laughs> on the flight home. That's how it works. Yeah, okay. It? So, um, sleep during your opponent's turn. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're playing Panzer Leader, you might have a little bit of time to sleep. So, oh, that's what opportunity fires for. <laughs> That's all right. You'll get lucky. Bad news for uh, <laughs> Infinity did not invent the whole "it's always your turn" mechanic. That's been around for fifteen years. Uh, you can sleep during my turn in Pan's Leader all you want, and then when you wake up, I don't want to hear you cry about Opportunity Fire. Because my Panthers are overrunning your infantry. Hey, you were asleep. Okay, I'm not going to stop my movement phase because you were asleep. That's awesome. It's always your turn. So yeah. <laughs> I say we look for a date in February, March. Does that sound doable for people that, at least the command team, for the most part? July is doable for me, but um, (laughs) yeah, so February and March is definitely doable for me. Okay. Ralph, we got to get a Kickstarter or something to get you over here, bud. (laughs) Ralph, well, I'll be in the same case. Chance. I could hide in your suitcase. Gonna, well, I'm in the same boat as Gaz, (laughs) and also um, because we've got family in Ohio. Yeah, we might be able to rent something where we go to Ohio to see family, and then. Oh yeah, there you, you mean go. you drop them off there, and then you come and play games with us? Well, drop drop my wife off to see our sister in Ohio, and then I come and play <laughs> yeah. games in Chicago. Ohio yes. is only what six Cold seven hours smoke. away. If, if that, depending on yeah, that Ohio is only a six seven hour drive, so it's not a big deal. I know for you guys in the UK, six or seven hours is ridiculous. But for we us in the US, the UK in six or seven hours. For, for us, that's the bottom of the states. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, six seven hours for us is a night out. So I was gonna say, three right. hour drive is a three hour drive is going to the supermarket. Right. <laughs> I mean, Marty yeah, and I, we drove here what, two hours to Taco Bell when you when you were at Sumi College, oh, yeah. and we had to go down to get you know uh, Taco Bell at the nearest place, and that was a couple hours away. So, yeah, good days. All right, so we're going to plan. I'm going to do this. I, I am going to pick a weekend. I'm going to start advertising the hell out of it. Uh, you people need to spread it out. I will get prices uh, for uh, a Friday and a Saturday night package uh, for hotel stay. And uh, gaming will be here. I'll reach out to Footsore and Knuckle Duster and whoever else we can that's local and see if we can get some companies in. Uh, we're going to play some good old-fashioned Avalon Hill Slash games. Uh, we might do some Western. We'll do some Moderns. You know, we'll we'll, we'll come up with uh, uh, some games. Maybe we'll have a pirate game by then. Uh, well, Blood and Plunder. Hours, 13 yeah. days. Yeah, we'll do some 13 hours, 13 days. We could do the Transit game. We could do the actual... Uh, yeah, we'll, you know, we will put a, a menu, shall we say, together. So start working on some boards. I know, right? All right, that's all right. We got so you know that's a good idea actually. What if we do different game tables and people can rotate through it and play different games? Yeah, different genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such? yeah. I think you shouldn't ask. I think you shouldn't ask the other companies to come as much as the sit rep team challenges you to come. <laughs> come if you dare. Because there's no competitiveness in the U.S. Is there? <laughs> that's, that's not in our nature. Yeah. Uh, one small request as far as scheduling goes. Yes, Gee, sir. For the love of God, keep it away from an end of quarter. Well, give me a <laughs> give me what's your end of quarter for it's, next year? And end of quarter is is quarters. I mean, it's the end of March. Well, of you June. know, it depends on if you're on a fiscal year or a calendar year. So that's why I'm asking. 
because uh, my hospital now is on a, a fiscal year, not a calendar year. Well, that's still October. That's still October first, right? So the dates are the same. It's just when you doesn't matter. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the end of March, the end of June. So if I mean, you're talking about February and March. If you do it in March, keep it in the first part of March, please. Well, How about because... the weekend of February 19th through the 21st? Because isn't that uh, President's Day the 22nd? So people in the U.S. would have an extra day if they have that day off to travel Perfect. or whatever. Well, and the, the last weekend of March is traditionally Adepticon, Yeah, right? so we're going to do it February 19th through the 21st. Here it is. Our official sit rep gaming weekend. Woo! You call it the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Oh yeah! Oh, there is a uh, there's a game. The Chicago Way. Yes, Chicago Way. Oh yeah! We're gonna do some gangster You're violence. Right. Woohoo! And that's historical. There you go. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, You're we can take you down to the biograph where they yeah. where they smoke Dillinger on the street. There's yeah, still we could a do a tour there. of Chicago gangsters. <laughs> We could show you that where the I garage was for St. Valentine's Day and Cartage Company. Oh yeah. There's a gaming table I saw, and I can't remember which con it was, and it was a I think it was an eight by eight table. Uh huh. And they had basically put out a 1920s, 30s Chicago style gaming table, just full of buildings. You had uh, cars, you know, and you had pedestrians as well. It was huge. It looked yep. absolutely amazing. I can't remember where. I'll see if I can find the pictures I found. It was just incredible. It looked massive as well. Um, I you know, saw that, one. That's... You're, uh, you got to get your Tommy Gunner on this on the running board of your oh, yeah. Patrick Savans cruising down uh, down Michigan Avenue. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a, oh, a Chicago A table at Salute. It looked really good. Um, Might have been that one. I think it was a foreground that was making buildings through that. I think it was foreground at yes. the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, well, I can talk to Big Ben. I don't know. You know, here's my problem. I don't know the status of foreground right now. Um, uh, I've got a lot of foreground for 1930s because we used it for Mythos. Yeah. So we've got uh, a couple of cars and carts and we've got the buildings. We've got enough to do a full four by four that's littered with buildings. And, and John, look at that. One table already done. Thank goodness the guy from England can do the Chicago table. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the guys that are right outside the city are like, whoa, we might get some stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, so guys, um, plan on February 19th through the 21st. Start looking at airfare if you're going to travel by air or car or train or plane or, you know, whatever. Trains, planes, and automobiles. I'm going to travel by teleporter, so I yeah. may have to wait till several years in the so future. So, you have put in your time. leave request now. Um, I'll give a request if I'm coming gaming. I'll just tell them. Oh, okay. That's how the British Army Stuff works. Uh, <laughs> so like, I'm out at Christmas. You can send me. <laughs> so your army works I'll much differently than ours. <laughs> and educational course. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, we still have a friend that's still active Army Guard and Reserve. He's a yeah. E8, 9. What is he? E8. He's, He's Master Sergeant, yeah. So he could send an official training request to the British Army for you to come over to do something. Yeah, I mean, Sweet. civil affairs. You yeah, know. civil affairs. Maybe, you know, some cohesive. You'd think that he would be better at building, like, city models and stuff. Yeah, he is civil affairs. Because, I mean, you know, they have to evaluate those systems and, you know, yeah. all that jazz. Turns so, out he can't paint a damn thing. No, Chris. I'm cocking to you. But he did donate some The equipment. server. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did cough up the server, yeah. so you can't put right. so much. So, all right, guys, it's official. I'm going to post it on Facebook. Once it's on Facebook, you know it's true. Um, 
Gaming Weekend, the Sit Rep Command Team Gaming in what are we going to call it? The Gaming Invitational? St. Valentine's Day Massacre. All right, Jim says, I don't want anybody to be offended by St. Valentine's Massacre. Okay, fine. Who's going to be offended? St. Valentine? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, call no. it the Bloody Nose instead of Massacre, and that'll be uh... <laughs> All right. The official, first official St. Valentine's Massacre Gaming Weekend. <laughs> You don't think people are seriously going to be offended by that, do you? I actually don't know. I don't I'm, know. I mean, I don't know, Jim, but we'll give him your email address. So we'll make sure <laughs> you know what? That is a riskiny at sitreppodcast.com. Bring it. Bring it. Well, I, I don't I think got, anybody in Chicago is going to be offended. I got plenty of tissue paper for all your opinions. I wipe my ass Hey, don't, don't, don't go crazy with that. We don't know if there's going to be a second outbreak of this COVID thing. You know, they'll start hoarding I, I got plenty again. of tissue paper stocked up. Yeah. So, <laughs> guys, this weekend... It will be a weekend of gaming. Um, there will be food and beverages. We'll make sure we have plenty of beverages, adult beverages, and soda pops. Uh, and tea for you people that drink tea. Um, but, but it's going to be Lipton. <laughs> yes, Lipton instant tea. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> That's, that's what gas jumps back in the ocean and starts swimming the other way. So, uh, yeah, we will work on some different tables. Well, Marty and I will start reaching out. Marty's like our personal part. He reaches out to all these companies and goes, hey, my long-lost brother. Well, yeah, and, you know, because I, I, I don't think that we need, a, you know, giant tables like we're doing for 13 hours. No. Uh, you know, Let's keep them to 4 by 4 But a so. bunch of, uh, yeah, 4 by 4 3 by 4 Two by four. It right, depends on the game, the game right? System is yeah. yeah. So we're gonna have to but come up with the games. But nothing bigger than four by four. We'll have to come up with the games, and then um, yeah, we'll do that. Um, and Jim, I definitely want to get some classic games on the table. The neat games I run will be very small in real estate. So okay. Don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I say we do a, a you know a mix of some uh, classic games, some miniatures games, um, you know just. We might do some hobby. Maybe uh, our Bob Ross can do some painting things. Yeah, we can do some painting stuff. Yeah. I'll even bring some coffee that you don't get over there from uh, the the what my military drinks. So you can do a, a real coffee. You can coffee yourselves to death all for three days. Okay. Well, I also, if anybody out there has weasel poop coffee, I could use some more. I really liked it. Um, it was from Vietnam. It was really good. So The, the coffee that the, the Brits had when I was in Afghanistan was all right. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's, there's a lot of um, ex-military guys that have set up their own businesses for the same reason they do in the U.S. Uh -huh. So there's there's quite a few that import the beans, but it's essentially a British product uh, because it's it's hosted here. It's all warehoused in the U.K. Uh, some of the lads at work that are into their coffees, they've they've been digging through that. So we found a couple of gems in there. So I'll bring a couple of bags over so you can uh, uh, add it to the collection and uh, maybe try something a bit different. Cool. So, Very yeah, um, I will work on pricing for hotels. So if somebody, you know, I'll do a single rate and a double rate if, you know, people want to uh, share a room with somebody. Um, so we're looking somewhere between, I don't know, 16 to 20 people, right? you know, 20 max. Um, so you guys make sure, you know, you plan on that weekend. We really want to see a nice group of people to get together and just play games, do some hobby, you know, um, a little bit of this. How these things work, at least as far as the boot camps I've been to, uh -huh. is 
okay, it's fine to invite people to come over. However, moving an army is a pain in the butt. So they usually get an army when they're there, and then they build the army, and they put it together, and then they play on the second day. Uh I'm not suggesting that we do that, but we're going to have to set up... When we start picking out what games we want to actually feature at this event, we're going to have to bear in mind what armies people can bring with them. Right. That said, if you guys let me know, I've got tons of armies already built, and I can either ship them up to you and have them pre-staged, and then people can use those while they're up there. 15 mil, 20 mil American Revolution, 20 mil Moderns, uh, World War II, just literally every freaking theater <laughs> that you can imagine, um, is already built and ready in, in 15 mil to one level of quality or another nice so well uh the way i look at physical it, physical armies getting them getting the physical armies to our tables is going to be a challenge well i, I or at least a, at least a, a, a consideration well here, here's what i'm thinking jim uh maybe we could have some kind of door prize for everybody that comes but we could already have pre-built armies you know between us here and you or you yeah. know, if somebody wants to bring theirs, they're more than welcome to. But you know, yeah, it's just. But we'll have an army I, 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 ready for them to I play. I don't want anyone to. I don't want anyone who would, who would think about coming to be turned away by that. Right? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, we bring an army through an airport is. It's hard. An ex, is yeah. an experience. I've done it a couple of times. It's it's definitely. Uh, but uh, what I'm thinking is, you know, maybe we'll do some kind of you know door prizes. Um, so, but people won't have to feel pressured to build and then transport home stuff that they, you know, afraid they'll break or whatever. Um, and we already have pre-assembled armies, uh, you know, for each table. Um, I have plenty of old West stuff, so we could do an old West table. Um, right. you know, and if, uh, we get four set from knuckle duster, you know, he's got stuff. We'll have the stuff. Uh, it'll be Talk just eight months of painting to do for the channel. Yeah. So you tell me the games. I can build and paint the forces and use the content. Yeah. And uh, we have, as you know, we have plenty of paints and glue here. So, Dear Lord. Um, you know, I think, you know, because Gaz made me go out and buy every freaking contrast paint there was. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. so have I. So I didn't just contribute. <laughs> I attempted to start getting the contrast paints, I, to be honest. I, <laughs> sus- <laughs> I suspect that went more along the lines of Gene and Gaz went shopping. And Gaz said, hey, these are nice. They look I said, know, I like new. this one we contrast should... paint, Black <laughs> Templar, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then G buys everything the store has. Pretty yeah. much. Because yeah. I didn't tell her to buy the, the pot holders. I didn't tell her to buy the <laughs> extra sprays. I didn't tell her to buy the models she bought that day. I didn't tell her to there – was, there, was yeah. there was a list of optional extras that got added to my fault. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I get lumped into the that thing, same category. Though, the great thing, Dawn was with us. So she knew she was lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how Marty gets blamed for every, um, all my firearm purchases. You have to fly me over to blame me. At least Marty's local. Yeah. <laughs> I am excited. All right, we're really – I know we've talked about this in the past. We are making this happen. Put it in your books. Tattoo it on your face. I don't care. It is happening. Um, All right. It is happening. So, Jim, plan on yep. it. Bring Jen up. Roger that. We'll do a My- – I have a Miami Vice board game. We could play Dope. that. It's a stupid game, but I do have it. Um, but does it have little boats? No, it doesn't. It's just racing through the street. Jen's not interested. Yeah, I know. But anyways. <laughs> how are we going to use it for coverage as well? How are we going to what? Oh, yeah. Are we going to use it for coverage? As uh, in, are we going to cover gonna, it? Of course we Are we, we going are. to do a little bit of a podcast over the weekend, so maybe over the top? You know we have a studio, down. dude. 
top-down camera work yeah. just to advertise it that little bit more obviously and we have the studio now, so. we can just you know so if you can't yeah it's we not can have be uh tim or forrest talk about stuff on camera in the studio while people are gaming we can make it just like a good gaming weekend yeah yeah we have the technology and we have the ariscany for the historic and we have the ariscany oh i am so excited we are finally going to do a real gaming weekend it's going to be epic yep all right, we're going to put it out there to everybody. Yes. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's about wrapping up for this episode of the Sit Rep Podcast. I think we've covered quite a bit. We've gotten some good news. We've planned out our first gaming weekend. Uh, we gave Gaz more work. Um, yeah. And he has to swim. And he has to swim. Excellent. Well, um, I think we're going to close out the show because it looks like it's about ready to rain on us out here. And I hear computers don't do well in rain. So, no. yeah, Mike's probably wouldn't like it either. Yeah. So I want to thank uh, Gaz and Ralph over in the UK. And I want to no. thank big old Jim Riskini, as always, for his deep insights into historical gaming. Oh, yeah, no worries. And then to Marty for sitting here in the sweltering heat, drinking good old Black Rifle coffee and eating bacon. Yes. Yeah. So good. It's been a good Saturday morning recording. So, guys, we appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your wives, tell your girlfriends. Hopefully they're not one in the same or two different people in the same house. But uh, it's been done. I can prove it. Um, so make sure you let them know. We need five more. For our YouTube channel, hit that big 300. And, and we need 25 more to hit the big 400 on Facebook. Come on, let's do it. Uh, remember, we still have prizes to give away. We have a sit, uh, sit rep. I wish we had a sit rep starter set. But we actually have a Spectre starter set to give away. Uh, part of our 13 days and 13 hours. So that will be given away. Um, we'll talk about North Hag at some point. We might even do North Hag as part of our gaming weekend. Um, so, you know, I'll reach out to the guys. We'll reach out to peers and see if we can get some support from them too. Hey, you never know. Um, so guys, we've got a lot of work to do and we got a whole nother eight months till February comes around for gaming weekend. We're going to make it an amazing time. So until then, I want to uh, thank you all for listening and keeping up with us. And until the next time, this is G for the sit rep podcast, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>